Hey girls, I'm back. Welcome to another episode of the Go Girl Podcast. I am your host, Ashley Caprice, and man, this is episode 40. And I decided to wait until we got into 2020 year to drop episode 40 because you know 20 plus 20 equals 40. <laughs> but also because I was really sick at the end of 2019. So I you know, if you heard the last episode, I started feeling like I was catching a cold and then I caught it. And for about three weeks, it was horrible. I lost weight. I missed out on some opportunities. I lost my voice. So it was a lot for a few weeks and then the holidays. So I'm like, all right, I have to wait until everything is right for me to bring the podcast back. So here we are. Episode 40. Happy New Year. I hope this year has been amazing for you so far. I have some great guests lined up. Please make sure you are following the Go Girl podcast page on Instagram. Also, never miss an episode on my website, ashleycaprice.com. You can catch every episode on SoundCloud and on iTunes. Rate it, like your favorite episode, leave a comment, do what you do, share with a friend. But thank you so much for listening, all right? This is a podcast where we focus on affirmations, motivation, girl power, and girl talk. Today we are talking about how to dream big and how to go after your goals, all right? We ain't playing no games. New year, new decade. Let's get it, all right? We'll get into it after this. Yes, girls run the world. Now, I am are two of the most powerful words and what you say after shapes your own reality. We're trying to stop negative self-talk. That's why I do these affirmations. All right. So today's I am affirmation is I am enthusiastic. Now, repeat it to yourself. I am enthusiastic. Big smile. I am enthusiastic about this year, 2020. That just sounds good, right? Perfect vision, clear vision. You have a vision for yourself. You have a vision, hopefully, of your life and what you want. You have so many ideas, so many dreams, so many goals. How are you going to get there? Did you do a vision board? Did you write things down? Are you planning Are you connecting with other people who have similar desires as you and you can help each other? Are you connecting with other people who will tell you the truth about your dreams and your goals and you all can hold each other accountable? What seeds have you planted in January to make sure the rest of your year flows a little bit better? You might have ended 2019 like, nah, in 2020, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to get this together. I'm going to get that together. I'm going to build better relationships. I'm going to do so much. And why is that the case anyway? Why do people think, oh, it's a new year. So all of these new things are going to happen, but nothing's going to happen until something happens within you. Until something changes within you and your heart and your spirit and your mindset. What are you going to do to make sure that you can be enthusiastic about everything you want to accomplish? So seriously, write out some goals for the year. Manifest things for the week. Now, I follow this one comedian, B. Simone, and has millions of followers on Instagram. She's been on a few tours. She's now branded herself as 
the manifest queen because so many things that she wants to come true comes true and she shares it with us. So she had an exercise a few weeks ago where she said, just write down three things you want to happen or to see this week. Three things. So I wrote it down. One of them had to do with my personal life. One had to do with acting and another was something random. I said, I want to see a blue Corvette, right? So by the end of the week, I saw the blue Corvette and both of the other things happened in my life. Just for me writing it down and speaking it and believing it and it came true. People who are not used to manifesting their life probably think it's some type of mystical thing that happens. No, it's literally you trusting and believing what you're saying to yourself. That's why I am affirmations are important. I am enthusiastic. I am enthusiastic. I can't even say it without smiling. All right. It changes your mood. It makes you happy. It makes you feel what you want to feel. It makes you feel enthusiastic about the things that you set out to do. I am enthusiastic. I'm excited. Okay, this is a whole new decade for you to just, ah, you know, for you to do so much in your life. But there are still going to be some challenges, maybe some trauma, maybe some drama, right? Things are still going to happen this year. But as long as you have the proper tools to get you through it, you'll be all good. Know that every situation is temporary. You're going to come back on top. Even if your your January hasn't been uh, the best so far, it's okay. We have a whole new day tomorrow, all right? But I really do truly hope that you take time to really focus on how you can be a better person. Once you become a better person for yourself, your life will become that much better. You know, if you have goals that you want to achieve, then let's get started on it. Be enthusiastic. It's your time, girl. It is your time. And now I'm going to bring in a guest who's going to help you to be enthusiastic about dreaming big or even dreaming bigger and how to accomplish your goals for 2020 and beyond. We are going to get it, girls. We got this. Okay, let's get into some girl talk next. So I'm so excited to have Miss T on the line. She is a motivational speaker, the CEO of Studio T Dance, where she's trained some of the Jabberwockies. Also, uh, you trained the winner, the 2016 winner of So You Think You Can Dance, and you are the founder of California National Day of Dance. You're all about it. She gives amazing inspirational videos on her YouTube and her Instagram, Sweet Tea Time and Usually people think about tea and they think about gossip, but yours is all sweet tea, giving life skills, encouraging people. Yeah. So I had to get you onto the show. Welcome, Miss <laughs> T. <laughs> Thank and you for having me. Thank you very much. You are actually one of the first people, I think the first one to tell me to start a podcast because I was in a station in Sacramento. We know each other from Sacramento. You were doing amazing things in a community. So we started to connect and work together on some projects. And uh, I got let go from the Sacramento, Sacramento radio station. And you said, well, do your own thing. Start your podcast. That's right. I, I was giving That's excuses right. at first. And you're like, girl, you have a, a cell phone. Just do it. Yes. So I'm yes. doing it. Thank you. 
Thank yes. you yes. for encouraging well, me. You know what? I know sometimes when you go into situations like that, they have they have two potentials. It's either going to make you or break you. Yes. The radio station is not what made you. You right. made you. You're you. So everything that you are, everything that you brought to that platform or that game, they didn't embed, they didn't deposit that in you. It was already in you. Right. So if you can do it there, you can do it anywhere. Exactly. Because that's who you are. So I'm grateful. I'm grateful that you just took your dream and you ran with it and you're investing in other people on a different platform. That's what it's all about. And I thank you. I thank you for believing in me and speaking that into me because I really had to sit with, this is their brand, the the corporation. That was their mm-hmm. brand. I am my own person. Yep. What else can I that's, do? And that's what right. do I have to continue doing what I love to do with or without them? So, yes, bravo. <laughs> so grateful for you. Uh, we definitely connected because we both believe in transforming lives through the arts. Uh, I've yes. always been involved with dance since I was six years old, off and on. You've been involved since you were, I think, seven years old and stuck with it. So tell me yeah. about Studio T Dance and how you are transforming lives through the arts. Well, certainly. And, and just if I could start way, way, way back when I was little, um, we did, I didn't take dance classes. There, there was none of that where I was from, you know, in Richmond, California, in one of the more harder uh, challenged neighborhood communities of people. We were all just trying to stay alive. So when I started teaching, I'm from a family of six. We didn't have money for entertainment and things like that. So one of the ways that we kept each other out of trouble is I would teach dance and then we would perform it for, you know, the other kids in the community at the park, after school, things like that. Um, and I just happened to pick up the gifting of developing the choreography. And I had enough sisters where I always had students, so to speak. So mm-hmm. I've been teaching dance for a very, very long time. Um, when I relocated to the Sacramento area, I noticed that, and it was during when the, the housing market had shifted and there was a bunch of boom happening here in 2000. I noticed that there wasn't a lot of um, culturally rich um, arts programming for people um, that were coming from the Bay and we were, you know, we're accustomed to it. Oakland, Frisco, you know, all the Bay Area cities where we have a little bit of advantage and edge when it comes to urban arts. Well, that stuff didn't exist in the conservative Sacramento of 2000. So I was looking for something to put my kids into where they could see other kids like them, so to speak you know, thriving and uh, climbing in the arts, and we we couldn't quite find it. So I started uh, working with my daughter and her friends, and um, just word travel, and it expanded. And I ended up one summer uh, with about 70 kids of color, um, if you will, at a park uh, in August in Sacramento. So not only were we all turning four and five different shades of dark, we were sweating and it was hot. It was too hot. And I said, okay, you know what? I can't even in good conscience keep bringing these kids out here. And that was the catalyst for Studio T. So I bought a building and I started Studio T, Urban Dance Academy. And my goal originally was to teach dance and to give the kids a safe place to, you know, kind of keep them off the streets and out of nonsense. Right. But once I started going uh, with, the program, I started in certain, you know, certain trends started to surface with the kids, you know, mm-hmm. they started, again, a lot of the Bay Area uh, culture, and it's not just Bay, but it's a lot of stuff that I, I knew growing, growing up in the Bay, started to make its way to Sacramento. And I found that a lot of our leadership didn't really know how to deal with it. Mm-hmm. So we started seeing a spike 
in uh, drugs and gangs, uh, teen pregnancy, third-party homicide, wow. um, the, and the trafficking really started to, um, to, to develop here. And another thing that we started to notice, which is more a, a darker predator in communities that we don't, you know, in our communities of color, we don't typically see this stuff, but we started seeing a suicide trend. We had lost a 13-year-old and a 14-year-old within a two-month time span oh, no. um, hanging themselves in their grandmother's bathroom, one in a gra their grandmother's bathroom, the other one overdosed. And we attribute some of that to social media and some of the information that they have access. They looked up how to do it online. So. Wow. I determined very quickly that we were doing great work by developing champions. And you mentioned, you know, what some of our kids are doing professionally, but we, we weren't doing it in a way that we could reach every kid. Every kid couldn't get to us, but we could get to every kid. So I closed my building, my brick and mortar, and I started setting up residency arts programs in communities where we were losing these kids. Mm. So we would go in as partners to after school programs, community centers, churches. We even built in dance studio spaces and empty rooms and churches yeah. because these were uh, determined safe spaces and also uh, spaces where the kids you know, take residency every day, sometimes more than they're at home. Mm -hmm. So we started introducing arts and we found very quickly that not only did the kids, you know, it, it restored hope for a lot of our kids, but not only was it um, bringing emotional wellness, it was also attributing to their physical health and academic excellence. It became a tool for our um, educators to use, okay, well, you can participate in this fun activity after school, but we need to see your, we need attendance. We have, right. we had kids that weren't even showing up to school mm -hmm. unless that, you know, they would come because they could get a meal and because it's warm in the winter time. Wow. So it really started shifting communities. And once we saw that the recipe was doing what the recipe was intended to do, we expanded. And now we are um, not just teaching dance uh, on a professional level, but we're also installing the, po the program as arts enrichment, mm -hmm. um, community enrichment, in in several communities we're in every major school district in northern california and like you mentioned california's day of dance that's a statewide activity that we're looking to push across the nation yes. but it's it's really evolved into something that doesn't just teach a class or get a kid on tv but it's something that's generationally transforming families and communities and that's our ultimate goal Absolutely. The life skills is what's important. And that's why I believe oh, getting yes. involved in extracurricular activities, whether it be dance, acting, whatever, uh, sports, it's important because it does keep the kids off the streets. But you also learn sure. like discipline and uh, mm -hmm. dedication, team skills. Um, it, it teaches you a lot. Commitment. You know, you have to practice mm -hmm. certain days, certain time, and then um, use what you've practiced and and uh, perform it sometimes for a dance or for a sporting mm -hmm. event. So it teaches you so much more than just dance. And that's why I so encourage the arts to everyone. I want my friends to get their kids involved in, mm -hmm. in different extracurricular activities. I do have a few friends who their daughters are in dance or gymnastics. And I'm like, that's going to go a long way. So I think it also, one of the things that we really, it, it, forgive me for, interjecting but I know that uh, one of the things that we're very intentional about is it also teaches you to have a dream and have a goal yep. and determined to reach it I mean it teaches you how to break down your dream your goal no matter how massive it may seem to somebody else but you break it down in steps 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And you just keep practicing this step until you master the step. And then you take the next step and you practice the step until you master the step and you take the next step. So a lot of times, especially with our kids that have gone pro that are touring with artists like Rihanna and Chris Brown and Britney Spears and uh, Jennifer Lopez. I mean, the list goes on and on. Drake, mm-hmm. very lengthy list, but they didn't start out like that. They started out by being consistent and coming to class and learning this specific set of movement, right. but still having that goal, that dream. And then it took them to the audition, which took them to meeting this choreographer, which took them to taking this higher level of artistry training, which prepared them for, let's say, a tour with Justin Bieber. So again, what this teaches you is number one, everything's possible. Yes. Nothing's impossible. And it also teaches, and this is one of my things that I emphasize, never be moved by time. Mm. Just don't quit. Anything you don't quit, the eventuality is you will have it. You will accomplish it and you will have it, but not if you allow quit. And so my kids are able to do these phenomenal things, but you're right. It's just principles. It's simple principles that we build on and keep reinforcing. Nobody is sent to this planet, if you will, without having a piece to contribute. Mm -hmm. So as long as we can keep them focused on the fact that it's necessary that they're here so that somebody else can make it over their hurdle or make it through their rough patch or make it, you know, to their next level of success in life and pull somebody else up once you land here. Exactly. Everybody has a purpose. And we really, really work hard to help them to define what that is and then encourage them and coach them to work toward it. Exactly. That's one of the majors that our kids get out of what we do. I do totally agree that whatever you do, that's a habit and consistency you will achieve whatever it is. Like with radio, it took me a while to get on air, but because I did not quit and I could there you go. And visualize myself in a studio on a microphone, speaking yes. to listeners, yes. like I had to see that for myself first and then it happened, right? So because yep. I, I meet a lot of people, especially in this industry, it's tough. It's a faith-based industry, entertainment. And mm-hmm. you really have to believe in yourself and just never quit. And that's what I want to get with you is your sweet tea time. You talk about dreaming big, dream big. And there are a lot of dreamers out there. People move to LA for their dreams, but there aren't enough doers. How can we get people to dream big and just go after it? Well, I think you have to have, um, you have to allow yourself to do that. I think sometimes when defeat is allowed to manifest, it's because there wasn't an allowance to dream. Mm. I can never do that. Or I grew up like this, so that doesn't happen for people like me. That's hard. Or how can someone like me do that? I can't even tell you the number of times I've talked to people, coached people, out of that kind of thinking. So if you don't first allow yourself to believe that this something, whatever that big dream is for you, that you are important, worthy, and valuable enough to have that thing that you're dreaming after, Mm -hmm. it can't manifest. You block your own blessings. And again, when you grow up in a trauma environment or you grow up with rejection and neglect and abandonment, it's easy to adopt a thinking like that. Mm-hmm. So when I'm pursuing big dreams, one of the things that I've grown to, again, is number one, my big dreams are not for me. 
my big dreams are the people for the people around me. Yes. And that was one of the ways that I could shift from my negative thinking. Right. Until I could grow out of my negative thinking is pursue dreams and goals for these other kids. Mm-hmm. And again, I work with a very vast base of, of young people. And now it's not even like associate uh, economical type thing. It's not because their lack of finances. It's just because kids today are just a bit more challenged in what they have to contend with. Mm-hmm. And it, it really lends to um, breakdown in their emotional health. Mm-hmm. I didn't have to grow up with all of my mistakes going viral for the right. world to see. Right. That's the world our kids live in. There's such a high demand for perfectionism, mm-hmm. for socialism, and for post-worthy content. I did not grow up with that kind of pressure. Mm-hmm. So often people are wondering, why are these kids acting like this? Or why is this a problem? Or why is there such a big trend with emotional health? We didn't have to contend with the whole universe knowing that we just fell down a bunch of stairs. Right. That we just failed in business. I mean, it's not going all over the world. Well, that's the world that these kids are contending with. Yep. So whenever you say things like, you know, negative self-talk, well, that stuff is easy to develop mm-hmm. because of the world we live in. So again, when you're pursuing a big dream or a big goal, number one, you're the one that has to know that you're worthy of it and you have the potential to have it. And if you don't have that, one of the places that I recommend you start is partner with somebody else for their dream. Because sometimes when you can see the success of it unfolding in somebody else's life, it inspires you to see that it can unfold in your life. Yep. And then we all, you know, I, again, I know how much my dreams impact others. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> I'm here for a, a, an amount of time. And my objective is to fulfill everything I was sent here to do. Yes. That requires me to dream, think, goal, plan bigger. Because I'm not here for just me anymore. I'm here for we now. Yes. So when you're identifying your dreams, I mean, you can have a nice car and you can have a nice watch and you can have a nice house or houses. And I have those things, but I have those things because those things are tools for me to serve and bless and gift and promote and prepare other people. Mm -hmm. My company is designed for that. So again, one of the steps, if I could recommend anything is if you're going to dream big, make sure your dream affects more than just you in a positive way. Number one, number two, take steps. You have to start somewhere. So for example, if it's your goal to become a professional dancer on tour with Beyonce, start by watching her videos. Mm -hmm. If you can't take a dance class, if you can't get to LA or New York and work with her choreographer, which we've brought here to Sacramento, if you can't do that, YouTube all day, Instagram mm-hmm. all day, but start somewhere and be intentional about investing in you right. because it'll make you more valuable to you and the people around you. And the third thing I would recommend is write it down. Anything that you don't write down and track, you're never going to see progress in. Never. It's a lot of people that want to win the lottery, but they never win the lottery. It's a lot of people that want to be actors, mm-hmm. but they never become actors. You don't have a plan. You can't, if you're not writing it down, you can't even develop a plan. Mm-hmm. And lastly is put a timeline. If there's something that you want to, you know, well, and be a real, be a little realistic with your timeline. For example, if you're 14, don't say by the end of 2020 that you want to have a Maserati. Now you can do that, but you're not <laughs> going to be able to drive it. 
Right. So just be realistic in some of the steps, some of the goals that you're setting. Right. By 21, I would like to acquire stuff. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. I think sometimes people make these, they have these really great dreams and goals, but they're not considerate of the natural way of things or law or the circumstances that have to align to legally be in position to receive mm-hmm. something like that. Mm-hmm. Wisdom says that you'll never have a Maserati at 14 years old. Why? Well, you're 14 and legally you can't drive. Right. And you're when too you young. Do, thank you. And when you have a <laughs> number one, a car that costs more than two houses. Right. That's silly. There's nobody in there. Right. Not thank you. Mm-hmm. So when you're goal setting, make sure that you're considerate of the reality that you live in. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying dream past that moment, but when you're setting the timeline, be, be realistic about it. Otherwise, you're going to set yourself up for a defeat, which will lend to you not wanting to dream anymore. Yeah. Ooh, that was good. And make sure you are really planning. Like you said, you can have a dream, have the, the, the deadline or the timeline, but move along with it you know you can't just say it and write it and then just sit and chill like oh it's gonna work out I wrote it down no plan oh yeah pixie dust don't rain from the sky god is gonna rain dollar bills from a tree in the backyard yeah no hard work baby did you have any fear when you started your business and how did you overcome it uh yeah 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 (laughs) absolutely and I think most people that are um I'm not a um I don't take steps. I'm more of a leaper. Okay. So I like to leap. Um, so when I started my company, I had to use the equity in my home, mm. my um, retirement savings, my life savings. I bought a half million dollar building. So I went from dance classes for free with a bunch of kids at the park to a half million dollar structure. And I fixed it up and I had to market to a whole new community of people that I'd never met that never met me and I didn't have a name in the business and the kind of art um, discipline that I was training in I was told the very first year I started that you'll never make it you will fail nobody wants to sign up for classes like that I didn't know ballet so I didn't teach it I didn't know tap I didn't want to do those things I wanted hip-hop and urban dance I grew up with b-boys breakdance and hip-hop Michael Jackson Rhythm Nation Janet Jackson Paula Abdul, that's the kind of dance I knew. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to teach that. And I knew in my heart that there was a market for it. So they laughed at me when I said I was only going to do hip hop and urban dance. They said, you'll never make it. I'll be celebrating my 15th year in service to the city of Sacramento in April of this year. Congratulations. So for everybody that said, yeah, thank you. Mm -hmm. So was this here? Absolutely. I put everything on the line for what I believed God had sent me to do. And that's my truth. And I knew that I could help people. I knew that I could help kids and not just my kids. I knew that I could help my parents. Mm. And so I put my money where my mouth was. And yeah, there was fear that came with that. I put my retirement where my mouth was. Mm. I put all my hopes, all my dreams into what I believed that I was seeing for myself to do for not just my future, but the future of so many kids. And yeah, there's some fear and anxiety and sleepless nights and hard moments when I couldn't cover payroll. All of that stuff comes along with it. Mm-hmm. But any anytime you set out to do something great, if it was easy, everybody would be doing it. Right. But it's the ones that do it, that take the risk, that, that allow themselves to be vulnerable 
and visible during their time of risk-taking, learning, growth, mm. failing, and getting back up and running again, those are the ones that change the world. Mm. That's my ultimate goal. It's not just to teach a dance class. I want to make sure that I'm doing something that's lending to the betterment of the vast majority of the people who occupy this planet. Yes. So when it's all said and done and my time on this planet expires and I transition, I want to make sure the world knows that I was here mm-hmm. and it's better because I was here. Yes, because everything that you're now teaching these students, that you're teaching me, that you're teaching my listeners, we can take that and continue on with those exactly with those uh skills that you're telling us about and with that knowledge so then it's like oh yeah well I learned this from Miss T so you are amazing like I haven't even seen you in about two years but I still think about (laughs) you I'm still reaching out to you to get on my podcast and everything because I just love everything that you're doing and the fact that you say it's all about serving others. That's what I think it is when it comes to your purpose and what you're really supposed to do here because ego yeah. is us serving ourselves, right? And when we do yeah, things, yeah, yeah. it's about us helping other people and serving other people. Like what can I do to make myself better, but also make others better as well? Like Go Girl, I love everything about Go Girl. I have so many ideas with Go Girl. Yeah. It's just the beginning but I know it's bigger than me. It has nothing to do with me at all. Like there it is. There it is. (laughs) So I can I tell you something about fear? Mm -hmm. Please do. It'll rob you of everything you dream about. Mm -hmm. It's a thief. And if you don't allow yourself to fight through fear in any area, it could be fear of, uh, being alone, so you're in wrong relationships. Right. It could be fear of being broke, so you refuse to give when somebody else's need. Mm. It, fear of anything is designed to rob you of joy, fulfillment, hope, happiness, success. Mm. Massive, wild, crazy, ridiculous success. Mm-hmm. Fear is a thief. And one of the ways I know best to fight fear is to face it. Mm. most people don't want to look at it. They don't want to look at how hard it's going to be. They don't want to look at the price they may have to pay. They don't want to look at the fact that it's going to cost you more and you're going to have to ask for help. That means you're going to have to lean on other people. That means you're going to have to be vulnerable. That means you're going to have to trust. Some people, it's hard for them to trust. But if you don't look at fear and say, okay, this is what I see. What's the worst possible thing that can happen? Once you look at it, you deal with it, you go forward from it. Right. If I didn't put everything I had into opening that building, do you know I lost that building not even a year after I got it? It wasn't even a whole year. I lost it. And I lost everything because we had the housing market crisis. So when the bottom fell out of the real estate, I lost my house. Mm. I lost my building. I lost my marriage. I lost everything. What if I would have maintained the fear of failing again and not kickstarted again? We never would have met. Yeah. I never would have kids permeating Hollywood, New York, the whole entertainment industry. I wouldn't have them mm-hmm. because those kids came after I lost everything. Wow. And it completely shifted my perspective mm-hmm. as I'm not here just to teach dance classes and make money. That's a byproduct of anything that you have a passion for and you pursue it. You're going to make money. Yeah. I'm here because I'm a public servant. 
and it took me to lose everything to find everything. Everything. Everything, Miss mm-hmm. D. Like you're speaking to me, <laughs> you know, and I'm pretty sure other people out there who are listening, when I left Sacramento at that time, I would I it was the same, you know, left the relationship, left a or got let go from a job, I left my luxury apartment. It was like I left everything. Everything but at the same mm-hmm. time, it made me get closer to myself and dig deeper within mm-hmm. and you found you. And I found me and I found everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yes. acting is something yes. I wanted to do since I was about five, six years old. Dance is something yes. I have ideas with dance, but that's something I've been doing since I was six years old. So I'm trying to get back into doing it with Go Girl, something that's been hunting me for 13 years. So it's like I had to lose everything for God to say, look within yourself. You have everything you need. Yes. You have yes. everything you because need. now that you know that it don't matter where you go, yeah. you can reproduce who you are everywhere you go mm-hmm. and then you can spread before you know it you'll be across the nation doing this stuff help the millions of listeners completely transform mm-hmm. so now it's not a giant that defines you now it's not a city that defines you now it's not a community that defines you it's not even a school or a degree or a diploma that defines you the moment you determine and can see that it's always been in you and you can do it Anywhere you go, look at anybody that's successful. I mean, highly successful. It's because they've realized it and tapped into it. You can do this anywhere. Yes. And you can start this anytime. That means nothing can rob you of it because now you have the revelation of it. Yes. It's only going to get bigger and stronger and better because now you got it. Yes. You just have to believe in yourself. That's it. Yep. Can we talk about... Uh, this is probably the last thing I saw this on your Instagram. And this is also a, a tip I got from The Secret, where it says, don't speak what <laughs> you don't want. Well, your words are the most powerful things you have to produce for you. Mm-hmm. So if you're constantly telling yourself, I can't, or I don't have enough money, you will have exactly what you say. In fact, your words architect your everyday, your emotional health, your ability to produce, your relationships and the health of them. Mm -hmm. For example, I was married. We went through a divorce, but we went through, it was just very stressful times. We couldn't cut it. We knew it. We agreed. Mm -hmm. But post-divorce, there were words that I said, and sometimes those words, I didn't say them out loud. I would say them inside of me about who this man was and everything that I would say he was he produced in my life and my kids' lives. Then I went to a class, my mentor, Bill Krause, taught a class, and he taught a class about the power of a name, what you call somebody. What you call somebody is what they become in your life. It doesn't matter who they are in somebody else's life, but what you call them is what they become in your life. And it's not what you call them out loud, because a lot of people can say very nice things to Ms. T out loud, but think something completely different about Ms. T inside. Mm -hmm. And that's the kind of person I'll be in their lives. If you think I'm a kind and generous person, which I am, that's what I'll be in your life. But if you think I'm selfish and I'm all about the fame, you'll never have the benefit of the kind and generous team in your life because of what you're calling me on the inside. Mm -hmm. The moment I shifted what I was calling this man on the inside of me. He's a kind and generous person and he's a good father to my kids. That's what I said inside of myself. And when I made that shift, 
I was just really trying to honor my mentor who was teaching this class. And I said, okay, I'm going to try it. Mm -hmm. And I did it on the inside. Within 24 hours, this man who we couldn't talk to, we couldn't have a civil word. We fought like dogs in court, Mm -hmm. took us out to dinner was kind to my kids, gave me money to get some stuff for the kids for the first time without me even having to ask Hmm. because I changed what I believed his name was on the inside of me. And then I started to express it. Now we had moments where he would kind of like, uh, but I know when he would do that is because I was shifting from the name. Your words are the most powerful producing thing that you could ever possess. So if you don't have some strong confessions about who you are and who you're called to be, you're limiting yourself. I call it self-sabotage. You're sabotaging your own success. I'm not smart enough and you never will be. Let it be according to your faith. I'll never have that. And you never will let it be according to your faith. Hmm. There's nothing more strong than what you believe in. Your words dictate that. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So whatever's in your heart, whatever you believe, it comes out of your mouth. And that's what will produce in your life. Yes. The moment I determined I'm a success, I'm, I'm in the top of the game in my craft. Yes. I'm an expert in what I do. I transform lives through dance. Do you know that's how I'm known all over the world? Mm-hmm. is the lady that takes dance who has done all this amazing crazy creative stuff through a dance class or a dance moment or a dance event mm-hmm. now I didn't have any of this you really this was developed in me and I know it was God it was not me because I'm not that creative mm-hmm. but I do know that what I allow to come out of my mouth, I'm very conscious of word. Oh, I'm sick. Or girl, she that killed me when we done. I'm like, ah, don't say that. And people right. say, Miss T, you're over, you're extreme with it. I said, no, honey, your words produce. Mm-hmm. So anything you have in your life is because you spoke it. And when you speak it, it's only because you believe it. So you can say, you can go in your garage. This is how my uh, mentor coaches us. He says, you can sit in your garage all day long and say, I'm a car, 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 but you're never going to be a car. You know why you're never going to be a car? Because you don't believe you're a car. Right. You don't know right. you're a car. So that, that word that you're speaking is not going to work. But right. the moment you can let the words click with what you believe in your heart, that's when all this big stuff starts to explode in your life. Yes. Your words are, your word, even that your relationships change. Your money flow changes, your status in life changes, the way people are drawn to you. I know I had an issue in the past of thinking they don't like me or people don't care. They don't care about me. I would let that come out of my mouth all the time. And then I would feel so bad because I was so lonely all the time. Mm. I didn't realize it was me repelling people with what I believe, what I think, and what I was expressing out of my mouth. They don't care. They don't care. And guess what? Let it be according to your faith. Go on mm-hmm. and speak it, girl. You're going to have exactly what you got. That's so anything true. that I say, it's not ever me just saying stuff. It's stuff that I've lived that I'm trying to get other people to not live <laughs> so they can it's bypass some of the landmines I stepped on. Things that you've learned and now you're teaching it to other people. That's just how life is. And it's on other people if they take yes. it. And if they don't, then they'll learn in their own way and they'll probably teach it in like five to 10 years. That's the hope, yes. Yeah. That's why every episode I do, I am affirmations in the beginning of the episode, because I just believe we shape our own reality and it's about ourselves. So, and 
just don't speak what you don't. Oh, I don't have this. I don't have that. Just like you said, mm-hmm. then you'll never have it. Let but it be good. It's really dope, especially when you start seeing it. Like last week, I told myself, I said, you know what? I'm going to have an audition this week. Girl, I have four auditions. <laughs> okay. okay. It's like, I, I'm just speaking what I want. And even small things, I was yes. like, oh, I'm going to yes. see a blue Corvette today. And I will see a blue Corvette. It's just, I. Let's I go. Yes. So I just try to train myself and train my mind and train my spirit and making sure I'm aligned with everything. And when I see these things coming true, I'm like, oh, God is definitely working. Moving. All I yes. have to do yes. is speak it and continue to be positive because so many people, I yep. feel like it's easy to think negative. It's easy to be like, oh, I don't have this. Sure. Sure. Past sure. Like, well, no. the world feeds that. The world yeah. feeds it. The world yeah. feeds it. It feeds fear. It feeds anxiety. It feeds negativity. It feeds dog eat dog crabs in a barrel. Pull everybody down. Compare yourself. It feeds that. And that's why it's so prevalent. And if you can get people to start shifting and go on the generous side or go on the love side or go on the, the, the positive side, like you said, and then it's simple tactical or simple practical strategy. I'm going to see a blue Corvette today. We're never waiting on God. He's always waiting for us. He can move in in an instant. He can totally and completely shift your life and your lifestyle in seconds, in milliseconds. One word from heaven will completely change your life. Mm -hmm. So we're never waiting for him to move. He's waiting for you to move and stop saying what you don't want. I always say, do your best and God will do the rest. There it is. That's so simple. Yeah. Just, just move. And like, ask. Just, Do you ever just ask yeah. the power to ask God, may I have this? Yeah. I, I would be really blessed if I could have this experience. I, I, I work with celebrities. I work with people that most people would consider, whoa, I would like to meet them in a lifetime. I meet them every week, mm-hmm. but I ask, okay, so in order for us to accomplish this, I need to work with X, mm-hmm. Y, and Z. Can I have this done by March 13th? And I'm not asking because I'm a groupie. I'm asking, but because in order to accomplish your stream that I believe you put in my heart, I'm going to need your help with aligning this relationship. And he does it every time. Yep. Because God knows that you're using it for good. He knows that. You're there using, it is. You know, so it, you have to know <laughs> and you have to do things according to what's right, though. He's not just going to bless you with what you want and, you know, you're going to go the wrong way with it he would never set you up for demise Mm -hmm. he would never set you up for he would never set you up to damage you he would never do that he would never do that no no so i know it's getting a little late and i have to wrap this up but um i just really (laughs) because we could you know we could talk all day but when i met miss yeah we can i met her we uh did an interview at the radio station for california national day of dance and i was walking her uh, out of the studio to the hall. And we just stood in the hallway, just talking and talking. And I'm like, oh, I have to get back to work. But I know we can do that. (laughs) So um, I do want to wrap it up here. But you have so much to say, so many great tips. And first, I just want to say, go girl to all that you're doing. Such a great force (laughs) in my life and for the students and for everyone that you've touched. If anyone comes in your presence, they're going to be touched. And um, you're just such a great light and a great spirit. And thank you for everything 
for all the conversations, for inspiring me to do this podcast. And you go, girl. <laughs> How can Thank people you very keep much. up Thank with you? you? You're welcome. How can people um, keep up with you? A couple different, couple different ways. I'm glad you asked that question because I get in trouble with my staff when I don't share this stuff. I always forget. So I have to work on my confession. And I remember to tell people that if they want to get in touch with me, they can do that a couple of different ways. They can go to tsandy.com. That's T-E-E-S-A-N-D-I.com. You can also catch up with a motivational uh, moments, quick tips, things like that on my Instagram. That's sweet tea time. And that's sweet T-E-E time. And if you want to book me to come out and just inspire your team over the top of whatever it is that you're looking to leap to, that's my gift is helping people take quantum leaps, not just steps. So if you want to break through, I'm your girl. You can always email me at Miss T at StudioTDance.com. Awesome. Miss T, thank you so much for coming on the Go Girl podcast and keep being amazing, keep being great and keep being the light that you are. Hey, thank you. Thank you for having me very much. Now it is time for Music Motivation. I know I can, I know I can be what I want to be, be what I want to be. If I work hard at it, if I work hard at it, I'll be where I want to be. I'll be where I want to be. Yes, I did the echoes as well. That was from Nas' 2002 album, God's Son, where he straight up said what we were talking about in this episode. I know I can be what I want to be. If I work hard at it, I'll be where I want to be. And it's so true. It's it's one thing for us to say, okay, this is going to happen in my life. This is what I want. I know where I want to be, but you have to work hard at it. You have to believe in your own dreams. You have to believe in your own goals. You have to take those steps towards it. Plan it. Write it down. I want to see you succeed, girl. Okay, we are not playing games. I want to see you succeed. I want you to have everything that your heart desires. I want you to live life to the fullest. I want you to use all of your talents and your skills and your gifts. I want you to share those talents and gifts and skills with other women or other people in general. I want you to give back. I want you to be happy. But being happy doing everything that you really want to do. And you can do it. It just requires focus. It requires consistency. Be consistent with yourself. Show up for yourself. Don't give up on yourself. Okay? So be consistent. Get an accountability partner, an accountability coach. Tell your mama, your best friend about it so they can hold you accountable. Right? So really look within. See what it is you want to do. Write down your dreams and get it done. But I know you have dreams deep within you that you think it might be too late. Speaking of, I have to give a shout out to my mom who made one of her dreams come true. She was on my Mother's Day episode, of course, and we talked about her writing a poetry book. And her goal was to finish by the end of 2019. And she did. It's not published yet, but when it is, then I'll let you all know about it. But that was one of her big dreams for herself to write her poetry book. And she started taking the steps. She's been writing for years and she's connecting with people who are going to edit or who will purchase her book. And that's all it's about. It's about taking those proper steps, 
but go girl and congratulations to my mom for finishing her poetry book and seeing her idea, her vision, her project, seeing it through from beginning to end. So write down the dreams that you always had for yourself and write down the steps and execute. Execution. That's what we're doing all 2020. All right. We we have like I have a lot of things in my head that I still want to do with Go Girl. So many things. I feel like it's all coming to me at one time. So I'm like, maybe I'm not moving fast enough because God is like, look, girl, I'm giving you this. I'm giving you that. You're going to do this. You're going to do the other. You're going to meet with this person. You're going to talk. I'm just like, okay. But it's written. So it's all going to happen. And now it's just planning and executing. So let's do it. Let's continue to dream big and let's continue to work hard at it and be where we want to be. If we're, we're, if we're having too much time relaxing, we're having too much time complaining, that means we're not, we're not spending enough time doing what we're supposed to be doing to get to where we really want to be in our life, right? So get on it. No excuses. We got this. I got you. And you got you. Okay? Well, that wraps up this episode of the Go Girl Podcast. It feels good to be back. I'm happy to talk to you again. Uh, please be sure to connect with me on Instagram at Go Girl Podcast. I'm also on Instagram and Facebook at I am Ashley Caprice. You can catch up on all the episodes on AshleyCaprice.com, SoundCloud, or iTunes. All right. Be sure to rate, share, drop a comment. I tell a friend, whatever it is your spirit tells you to do. I thank you for listening today. I'll be back next week. And remember, I am enthusiastic. Have a great, happy 2020, all right? Go, girl.